This week's episode is supported by Form, the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. And right about now, we need some celebrations. Every last product in the Form collection is designed to deliver exceptional styling performance without sacrificing the long-term health of your hair. I told you all about how I had that lovely braid out using my Form collection. Get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash grown. Get personal with Form. Hi, sis. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I try to say you are not well. Uh, how are you feeling? Not amazing, but you know, I'm push. I push through. How are you? I, I I cannot complain. You know, I can breathe out of my nose, so I know that it could be worse. That's so you're so like. Tell what's that like? Listen, it is great. But welcome, welcome one, welcome all, welcome me, welcome you to another welcome, episode welcome. of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Uh, yeah, where we're gonna talk about all things adulting and how we are just barely making it through. But we're happy to be here. Hopefully, you all are happy as well. Thank you so much for joining us. So what's going on in your world this week, sis? What's happening? You know my weeks are always the same. They just fluctuate with the amount of work that I do. And this weekend was a busy one, but I I won't complain about it because it's what I asked for. That sounds familiar. Um, So I I had like three different food events in a span of two days. Yes. Two days, three events. Exciting. So that, that was a lot of balling. That means that you're rich. Ah, that means that, that I'm grinding and this is my time to pay my making, dues so that one day I'm, I no like longer Cardi have B. to. You're making money moves like Cardi B. <laughs> That's what's up. Say, little bitch, you come fuck with me if you wanted to. Anyway. My favorite line is the very first line in the song. Now she says she going to do what to who. Let's find out and see. Cardi B. I'll be like, yes, Cardi. Yes. You know that I go is, up for her. That is my kind of talk. That is my. Now she says she going to do what to who. All right. Yes. Let's find out and see. If that doesn't sound like Taikia. Ah, she's spoken to my spirit man right there. I just remember being in the car like, that's it. Yes. It was so conversational. It's like, wait, oh, what? She said oh, she was man. what? I so said, this is, woo. That's why I changed my name. You'll notice I changed my name on Twitter to Tardy B because I just felt like I had connected with her in such a way. Man, I was just like, I've been connected to Cardi. And then she said she going to do what to who? All right, let's find out and see. <laughs> let's find out and see. Yes, that's your woo, line. Thank you. And then it just gets straight to me where it's like, say little bitch, you came back with me if you wanted to. Woo. And, your I, name, and I have one pair of Louboutins, so I guess I can speak the, the language until I get rid of them hoes because they're uncomfortable. I'm trying to be like you, man. No, I don't have any red bottoms. Ooh, one pair. Worst, These worst shoe shoes. Owned. I have yeah. heard that. I have heard that. And um, from what I understand, uh, Christian is like, I don't care. My shoes are not supposed to be comfortable. They're, most, they're supposed to make your feet look amazing. And he's right. I have this like, it's like partly a round toe, partly pointed toe. I don't know what you call that. And it's a pencil heel. They're like five inches high. And I look like Mr. Tumnus when I walk in them. But it's but they're sexy. So do you know who Mr. Listen, Tumnus is? I don't, but I was gonna let you have it. The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. There is this oh. there's this man who's half goat and half man. The bottom half of him <laughs> is a goat. 
<laughs> bottom half of his goat, so he has hooves. So therefore, I walk like I'm in hooves when I wear those shoes because they're that god awful uncomfortable. Well, hopefully, I can I can have a testimony. I, <laughs> I know that. I mean, I'm not gonna. I would like to have a pair of uncomfortable shoes one day because I think they're just amazing. They look pretty. Even if I don't wear them, they would be, I think they would be a great addition to my shoe shelf in my They're in my a great home. addition to, anyway, um, uh, other parts of your life where you don't have to go in public. But one day, sis, oh. gonna, I, if I could give you mine, I'd give them to you because I hate them. So. No, nah, because my feet are huge mungus. But God is still on the throne. and He's worthy to be praised. Every day. Praise the Lord, niggas. Let Praise us move Lord. forward. Um, Can and you make tell haste. us about your week? Oh, child, it ain't nothing. Oh, but you know, let me take that back. So this week I had, so I had a great week because I was able to be like to really stand up and flourish in my nerddom. I was typing fast all week. I had a uh, PI project directors meeting um, at the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. I was there for four days. It was very intense, but I was like all up in my, um, all up in my nerdiness and just flourishing, doing research, asking questions just being a little snit. Cause you know, that's what research is really all about. You get to be critical of things and just ask questions and, you know, ask the people the hard questions. And this, this particular project that I'm working on, I'm ex- very excited to work on it because, you know, traditionally when it comes to like, I'm, most of you won't care about this, but listen, listen anyway. <laughs> traditionally, when we talk about like broadening participation and making academic spaces more inclusive um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, having more representation of students of color and faculty of color on college campuses, we tend to uh, lean more toward um, projects that are like, you know, let's have a bridge program. Let's let's get the students what they need in order to uh, thrive within these environments. And we're never really critical of the environments themselves and making Mm -hmm. sure that colleges, college classrooms, dorm rooms, university campuses are safe spaces for students to come and learn and thrive and and grow and succeed. So this project that I'm getting to work on um, is really giving, it's really pushing the envelope on that and teaching project directors how to think more critically about their institutional capacity to make their spaces more, um, you know, equitable. So not just equal, but more equitable and making sure that we're challenging like systems of oppression and systems of racism that exist within educational infrastructures. So I get to like, I'm really like jazzed by this. I don't know if anybody can tell, but I'm just like, yes. So we're not just, so it's, it's taking the onus away from students and saying students don't have to change in order to be successful, but institutions should be more adaptable to students of different backgrounds. And I'm just like, oh, this is all, this is all, this is all about, this is why I typed fast for all those many, many years. I know that falls right in line with your study. Yeah, man. So uh, that's what I got to do this week. And the project was just kicking off and it's one of many projects. So, you know, this is why I've been so busy and so stressed out. But like you said, this is the work that I, that I prayed to do. So I'm trying not to complain. Um, and I'm just grateful. And I get to have a little bit of a break this week in that I, I'm still working, but I don't have to go into the office every day. And I get to be a little bit more flexible with my time. Um, and I still type it fast, but I just don't have to do so in my office, which is <laughs> which is a blessing. Listen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's what's up. Um, um, so I had a great week. It was really inspiring. 
Um, it was hard work, but it was like, you know, girl, if you keep working hard, you can do this kind of stuff all the time and get paid more and more money to do it. And that's really what it's all about. And um, very few people get to actually do exactly what they went to school for. Yeah, man. God is awesome. Um, and he's fantastical. Speaking of, so in the spirit of um, back to school season, I know that that is upon us. Yes. I'm thinking about doing... I actually forgot to mention this to you in our pre-recording meeting, sis. I'm sorry. But um, I was thinking about doing a back-to-school moment, a back-to-school episode yes. uh, for, you know, students of all ages, you know. I, my speciality is higher education, but I also, you know, feel like I myself and Jade as well can speak to, you know, different experiences that students have in high school and mm-hmm. middle school and parents. I know you're a, you're a mom. So anyone, if you have any back to school questions for Jade and myself, feel free to run those over to Getting Grown uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm hoping that either next week or the week after we can have a formal uh, back to school episode on Getting Grown. Doesn't Absolutely. that sound like fun? I love that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a first time. I'm a back to school wife. But yeah. I'm a first time to school mother. Yes. So I'm preparing her now to uh to go to school in September. So I'm all the way down for this. Yes, I too am very excited as well. So let us move on and move forward into shout out to my sis. Oh, before we get into shout out to my sis, um, mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who's listening, oh, who yes. has listened. Uh make sure you continue to check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Um, thank you so much for continuing to support and for spreading the word. We're getting all of you guys' responses and how you're passing it along and new listeners every single day. So we welcome you guys. Yeah, shout um, out to you. Make sure if you're in the New York area this week to come out Saturday, this Saturday, the 19th, to the Friend Zone Live. Ow. To come see our, our, our siblings, um, come and do their thing. So you can check that out on, uh, on their individual pages and we'll make sure we put a link to the description box i'm not sure if it's sold out but you'll find out when you click on it it i don't think it is yet but i know it's gonna be at the tish auditorium i'm not entirely sure what time um from what i understand oh for those of you um who may need specifics this is the the second year anniversary live show of the friend zone yes Um, two years we're going to be celebrating uh them black people for having two years worth of awesome shows um And I believe that Furinasia and Crystal Jean will be hosting. They will. Yes, indeed. And, I, and I'm and i pretty sure that Jade and I will be present as well. So come on out and say hey to us this coming Saturday, August 19th. Get your tickets today. Get your tickets. Get your tickets here. Don't be late or whatever. So, yeah, check out that link in the description box. Shout out to my sis. Shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. My sis is popping right now. Like, Shout out to my sis, man. We have two people to shout out this week. Yes. And um, the first one uh, comes from Naya. Naya says, hi there, lovelies. I hope that you are blessed and unbothered. I'm certainly trying. I'm certainly <laughs> aspiring toward that. Right on the money, Naya. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the joy you bring this fifth year teacher in the Delta every week. I've been listening to Getting Grown since day one and checking for Kia since her wondrous appearance on the Reed Teen Typing Fast. Man, hey. that was a long time ago. It was. Um, but it was that was the time. first time. That was the first time I actually said that I'll be sitting in the corner typing fast. That's a good time, though. That's when it was born. 
But yes, this week, um, nice said this week I wanted to shout out myself because number one, I will be entering my fifth year teaching, and that is no small feat as a black woman in the rural South. You ain't never lied, sis. Mm. And um Number two, I put myself out there in a big way this year by not trying to do it all myself, instead asking for help to get my babies ready for an exciting school year. This is so super cool. So Naya took to Twitter and shared her goal of bringing in 1,000 books for her incoming third graders. Um, She created an Amazon wish wish list, which features her students' top choices as well as books that showcase Black excellence. Mm. So far, Naya has been able to get 396 books purchased, uh, by perfectly amazing strangers in her classroom reading is life many of the children who come to me are reading several grade levels behind and or are reluctant readers uh, this year they will learn and yearn to read and i cannot wait to update you on the progress we shall make and i appreciate you both so much for helping to push um me to be vulnerable in the end my pride would have blocked my students blessings thanks for all you do naya so Naya is has this amazing goal of bringing a thousand books to her classroom, and I think that we all should help her to reach Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And what we will do is we will link uh, Naya's Twitter and the Amazon wish list in the description box. I'm going to do my best with putting my little pennies together to Absolutely. donate a book. Um, I also would like to encourage you all to do the same because we got to get these babies reading because reading is absolutely critical and important. We'll talk about that a little bit more in Kitchen Table Talk, but shout out to you, Naya. Shout out um, to your amazing students and shout out to all of y'all that are going to help Naya get these thousand books, man. Let's do it. I know it. I am. I'm, yeah. no, I'm, I'm definitely donating to the babies. I, love, I buy Noah books. Tristan buys Noah books. You know, it's big in our house to read. So I'm definitely going to donate. I know Kia's going to donate. And all we need is like 500 and something of y'all to buy one book. You can come That's up it. off $6. That's it. It's okay. So That's all. the link will be in the description box. Use it. Um, <laughs> our next and shout out to my sis is actually my good sis Santana. Santana was on an episode of Jaden XD. And she's also, she's also been featured and won an episode of Chopped. Uh, she is the one who I partner with. If you follow me on Instagram and you see a lot of the events that I've had lately, a lot of them have been with her. And you can also check her out in the upcoming season of She's Gotta Have It on coming to Netflix Thanksgiving. But Santana is doing um, her brand is I'll Cook Like Your Mother. And she's doing a pop up this Sunday, August 20th. Uh, the deadline to buy tickets is Wednesday, the 16th. So it's not a lot of time. Make sure you get in on it. The menu includes things like bacalao guisado, Vietnamese style pork chops, marinated in flavors like lemongrass and fish sauce and fried banana with dolce de leche. She's doing Puerto Rico meets Thailand because she did some studying in Thailand and she's Puerto Rican. So it's going to be it's going to be amazing. She's got homemade toasted coconut popsicles coming. It's BYOB and BYOW. So make sure that you... <laughs> <laughs> the judgment in this face you just made. I don't understand. So. How, <laughs> I don't understand how you were able to witness anything. You didn't, you didn't even see my face because I'm standing. I'm sitting behind the microphone. So I saw it clearly. <laughs> I saw the eyes. I saw the head. <laughs> First of all, you should continue to read uh, about Santana's flawless food. And don't anyway. worry about what's going on over here. Thank you. A, oh, I will. It involves me. Mm-hmm. So we so definitely please check out the link in the description box. There's only a few tickets left, but it's going to be an amazing and delicious time. So check it out. All right. <coughs> Y'all go get some food from Santana. Come through. 
promises to be a wang dang doodle. Kitchen table talk. This week. Yeah, I mean, amidst all of the things that are taking place in our crazy world, we thought it would be, we got a suggestion actually when I jumped on Instagram Live earlier this weekend to talk about navigating hard, difficult conversations in predominantly white environments as it relates to, you know, race and racism and all the things that are taking place now in our in our very crazy society. So Jade and I got together and came up with the idea to talk about productive ways to manage ourselves and our work in times of racial tension and unrest. As many of you know, um, this past weekend, there was a march um, organized by white nationalists on the campus of University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. They were marching in protest of, uh, I I think it's in protest of um, a, a statue of yeah. uh, Robert E. Lee, or uh, was it? Is it? Yes, uh, local officials are planning to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, a top general in the Confederacy, from Emancipation Park in Charlottesville. And so these white nationalists decided to terrorists. have a march. Well, that too. Yes, these terrorists decided to have a <laughs> march on the campus that you know escalated into a very, very, I don't know. A massacre, pretty much. I don't even know how else to describe it. A but disgusting display, a disgusting of, the, display of, 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 yes, that unfortunately resulted in the untimely murder of Heather Heyer, mm-hmm. a 32-year-old woman who was a, a part of a group of counter-protesters, people who came um, in protest to what these white nationalists were um, protesting about. Um and it was just ugly. It was like, it seemed like we stepped in a time machine and went back about 40, 50 years. And in addition to Heather's murder, I think it was like 39 people were injured. It was a state of emergency declared in the city of Virginia. I mean, in the state of Virginia, because it was literally just all hell was breaking loose. Yeah. So needless to say, you know, this event. Oh, I, I guess we should also mention that y'all's president has um, really failed to call out white supremacists, white nationalists, and um, neo-Nazis. And, and you know, I guess today, earlier today on Monday, he released a, a, a very contrived and vague vague statement in which he was, you know, denouncing all hate, hate of all kinds, including neo-Nazis and white supremacists. And saying that racism was evil, but that was only after he failed to make a make a um, to call out after the event happened on Saturday. He failed to respond in a direct way toward these groups, and right. of course, the media and other and other people, you know, were calling him out and basically discussing how absolutely inappropriate and unfathomable it is that. <laughs> the president of the United States would not call out. So his response was kind of was in response to to those claims. It was especially troubling because, well, the whole thing, but it was especially troubling because these same um, terrorists were chanting his name while holding up the, uh, absolutely. The Heil Hitler. And and David Duke and some of the other people had come forward saying that, Basically, so I don't I don't know have a direct quote in front of me, but basically citing 
how uh, Trump was in direct support of what they were doing and, you know, had been pretty much in partnership or cahoots or whatever with him prior to this event, working alongside them in some of the things that he was that he's been doing, you know, throughout his campaign and now after the election. So that being said, we don't want to rehash and talk about this because it's very depressing But at the same time, we thought it would be useful for us to kind of think through some ways that we as adults or budding adults or just uh, people of color, (laughs) uh, black people, um, people of color, allies, people of color, allies, people Mm -hmm. with consciences, people who have, you know, morals and ethics and and, and dealing, you know, it's just ways that we can can think about how to productively navigate this crazy time in our history and culture. And so I was just going to, I came up, literally pulled some things out of my behind. I, I'm not claiming to have all the answers, but just thinking about ways that we can try to process and, and think of about what's going on. And truth of the matter is at work, in public transportation, in social settings, whether it be like at church or club meetings, at the gym, running errands, you're going to come into contact with people who are going to have opinions. We're going to, We're going to be confronted with all kinds of experiences. I mean, all kinds of personalities. People are going to have things to say in response to what's going on in our society. And I just thought it would be cool for us to talk about ways that we can be ready to deal with those conversations and not be caught off guard so that we can handle ourselves productively, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Especially because, and not to continue to rehash, but just to, you know, because it's so important a lot of these people who are marching, we have to, rem- like, we live in 2017. So right. these people are not like, they're not like people who live out in the woods mm-hmm. and we don't come into contact with them. These are police officers who are pulling people of color over. They're teachers, they're guidance they're counselors, they're guidance counselors, pharmacists, they're firemen, they're doctors, they're nurses. Like, they're literally all over. They're um, all over the place. They're loan officers who right. have the authority to tell right. you, no, you you are not eligible for a home. Like these are people who affect our everyday lives and people we have to come in contact with every single day. So that's why this conversation is so important. So like I said, these are in no particular order. And this is just kind of like I sat down and was thinking of some ways. I'm sure sis will have some input as well. But we just kind of wanted to think about some things that we can do in response to what's happening. So number one. The first thing, the first order of business is that we should be honest with ourselves and and our feelings um, and give ourselves time and space to process them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was like key because, you know, the fact of the matter is this is some heavy stuff going on. I don't think we should glaze over the fact that it's going to take some time and yeah. intentional energy for us to make, not, not even not necessarily make sense, but just think about, be intentional about thinking through some of these things. And when I say being intentional about I take breaks when you need to take a walk mm-hmm. at work, set boundaries, um, going back to what we said in previous episodes mm-hmm. um, that reacting versus responding, which is actually number three on the list. But just going back to, you know, when you're confronted with things, trying to check yourself emotionally, mm-hmm. um, not saying that you cannot have emotional responses, but you know, just being more conscious about the ways in which you respond and giving yourself space and time to to respond um, safely and appropriately. 
and giving yourself the space to even acknowledge that you feel a way about it. Yeah. Like, it's okay for you to, it's like, I think some people might try to suppress it or they're like, you know, it bothers them, but they don't really want to harp on it or what. It's okay to acknowledge that you feel a way about this. <laughs> And it's okay because to tell people that you're not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know, talk about it. you know what I'm saying? Like at work, people will just come and, and gather around the Keurig and think that we're just going to sit down and have <laughs> a conversation. But I think yeah. it's okay and more than fair for you to say, you know, I'm not really in the space to talk about this right now. You know, maybe we can, you know, revisit it later this week. But as of right now, I'm still trying to deal with what's going on yeah. um, and how it impacts me and my family and my life. So don't necessarily feel like you have to take on the responsibility to sit through conversations that you don't really want to have. Right. Um, you can enjoy it, your Bustelo alone. Absolutely. It's okay for you to say, you know, I don't really want to talk about this uh, <laughs> right now. Um, if, right. If, if that's where you are. Now, if you are ready to talk about it, I think some of the other things that are further down on this list might help with that. Yep. So I think number two, being armed with information and being critical of the information that we receive is like really, really key. Don't just be a consumer of the media, but utilize different platforms to um, vet and um, critique uh, what you're hearing and also add to the conversation in productive yep. ways. If you feel like your perspectives are not being represented the internet and has afforded us all the opportunity to have a platform to kind of say what it is that's on our heart and to get people to be aware of what our perspectives are and how we see the world. So I think that it's useful to take advantage of those. Also, we should always also be, be conscious, take what well, we should be intentional about educating ourselves about yes. our rights and options. This is yes. this, this, I was thinking about, all my babies that are going back to college and graduate school when I wrote this, because, you know, needless to say, this weekend happened on a college campus. So yes. college campuses are, are normally a place where people, there is freedom there for people to express their differing perspectives. Um, but within that freedom, there's also like responsibilities and guidelines and boundaries that make sure that we can all have productive conversations in safe spaces. I think that if you're going to be a student, if you're going, if you're going to be a student on, at a campus in any way, you should learn about what your yep. campus's rules are and yes. regulations and what your rights are. Not necessarily, I mean, so that you can be prepared in the event that mm -hmm. someone tries to, you know, deny you those rights that Same you have. Same in the workplace. Like, Absolutely. you need to make sure you're reading your handbooks. Mm -hmm. I know it's something that we generally just click like, all right, I read it and you want to move on about your business. Read the handbooks, read and know all of the information behind whatever school you're attending, whatever job you're getting ready right. to start, whatever the case, you need to inform yourself. And like Kia said, the Internet is full of information, mm -hmm. sometimes too much information, right. which is why, why, like she said, you want to be critical of what you're reading and make sure that you're ingesting the right things and not the wrong things. But you need to keep yourself informed. Use the Internet for what it should be used for. Inform yourself and read up. There's so many links, so many articles, verified articles that will be able to help you to understand what's going on a little better, a little bit better so that when you're involved in a conversation like this, it's okay for you to say this is some bullshit. Like you, like he has said, if your if your views are not being represented, right. but you need to be able to back up why this is some bullshit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. be able to explain your, your, your stand. And, and to that point, like, that's so key. I'm so key. I'm glad you said that because it's not just limited to college campuses, but everywhere we go, um, mm -hmm. especially in workplaces, 
those of us who are in unions or, you know, protected by you have rights. Um, make sure that you know what those are so that you can operate within them, but also so that you will know when someone's trying to deny you those rights. Exactly. Um, Information is also especially key because we can find refuge in history. Ironically enough, history affords us countless examples of people of color who persisted in doing their work despite hate-based ideologies and white supremacy. So I think Mm -hmm. it would be awesome. Oh, I don't know. One of the things that I can kind of take comfort in is um, reading up on all of the stories and allowing history to inspire me and my strategies for progression and working through all of this crazy. One of my favorite Richard Wright quotes is, whenever my environment had failed to support or nourish me, I had clutched at books. Well, I'm a nerd, so I feel like, you know, this. I, maybe that's why this speaks to me so much, but uh-huh. the one of the, the best pieces of advice that I've ever received is that one thing that no one will ever, ever be able to take away from you is knowledge and information and what you know and you know as cliche as it is like knowledge is in fact power and we actually can you know arm ourselves with information to make sure that you know the choices that we make in response to the things that are going on in our society um are as informed as possible and you know as such will be you know productive and and useful so reacting versus responding, we've said that once, we've said that 45,000 times on this show because I really think that that is a... We'll say it 45,000 more. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> it's really like a key. It's so critical and so clutch and like to this whole adulting thing because a part of being... I'm still a, working on it. Me too. A part, of, <laughs> a part of being an adult is absolutely being able to check your emotions and your feelings because, you know, left unchecked, they will run you. Um and <laughs> I am a witness Oof. to that. Listen, I will sit up in this house in my feelings for hours on end before I say, "Listen to in you. my head, sis. Like, Listen, sis, you have got to get up out of this dark get room together. and do something about it." Like so, um, yes, finding ways to manage our emotions and responding appropriately when a crum- when confronted with ridiculous ridiculous things. The bottom line is, most of us. Do not have the luxury of dropping everything and taking to the streets. Like we don't have the luxury of just like, oh, we we don't. I don't have the luxury of saying f this. I don't have to work. I don't have to be put up with these white people. I don't have to put up with all this crazy. I don't have the luxury to do that because my rent is going to be due every month by the tenth. Niggas still got to go to work and pay bills and go to class and do the things that we got to do. So it's really important that we find ways to organize and resist that will not compromise our goals because, you know, that's what they want. They to, yeah. to, to quote, to quote uh, I mean, to, to borrow from Khaled, like they don't want to see us out here doing what we have to do. And they're really kicking up all this mess to keep us stagnant and keep us from growing and keep us from progressing. So it's yep. important that we keep that in mind. And when we want to go upside their heads, <laughs> We have, to, we have to be very, very conscious of what that will cost us in the long run. And I'm not saying that going upside their heads will not be the appropriate response. Oh, I'm just saying sometimes it, is. sometimes it will be. But I'm saying it's your job to think about that and, and assess that for yourself before you just fly off the handle and, you know, you know, check somebody's chin. Because there's a time. I mean, there's a time like don't get us. We're not telling I listen. you. Please say that there are not times when people don't deserve to catch these hands. Listen, because the hands make sure that the arrest is going to be worth it. They will always be available. (laughs) The hands will (laughs) never be far. You understand what I'm saying? And one thing that I've evolved in as I become more and more of an adult, um, 
is that when I am uh, in an altercation with somebody, I stop and I say to myself, jail is not a fun place. You know I've been saying? there. It's not great. I pro- I swear to you all. Like it doesn't, it doesn't give you like anything. Like you don't have no, no, no points. You don't have no extra juice. Like jail is gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's not a fun place. It's uncomfortable. Don't go there. You know what I'm saying? And you have to make sure. And then also don't give, don't give them your power. Don't give these ignorant people your power. Um, a friend of mine was telling me a story today actually about this weekend where there was a, a young gentrifier <laughs> in bed who was antagonizing a black man a very peaceful black man to the point where he started to raise his voice and he was like yo get out of here white girl and she stepped in to try to defuse the situation especially as a woman and like try to get this girl out of here the girl had pure evil in her eyes she was enjoying riling this black man up like she was enjoying it she was enjoying riling this white this 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 black man up to the point where my friend was like she had to drop all her like all her calm and be like yo get out of here (laughs) get out of here like go away you just moved to this neighborhood don't come in here starting no problems be respectful of people and get the fuck out of here nobody invited you here nobody asked you to be here Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's okay for you to to give people what they need, but just make sure that it's not going to be to the detriment of yourself. Right. Because, I mean, a part of adulting is considering what you got to lose. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's you have to be conscious. Part. You have to be conscious of what you have to lose. And there's so many times. Listen, did I tell y'all the story about the time I was getting ready to fight the lady in the parking garage in my apartment? D- no. I think Wait, I yes, you yes, that. you did. Yes, you did. With the, No, t- you did. You told us. You did it as a petty peeve with the car. Right, right. So yes. this is, those are the moments, you know what I'm saying? When it gets really high, you have to think about, a lot of times I think about my life. What helps me is thinking about things in terms of headlines. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would the headline Jill, yes. be? If I was if I was to get out and drag that lady out of her Hyundai and, and drag her all over that parking garage, the head what would the headline read? PhD. Recent PhD. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just feel like I have Wild to, black animal you know what I'm saying? drags <laughs> poor white woman out of her Hyundai Sonata. Think like, about, no. Think about what you got Ooh. to lose. And for you, sis, I mean, you know, got you got a kid. Like there are things that you, we have to consider Yo. what it will cost us. That's really what's the what's you know what I'm saying? Like what it what it will cost us. So I'm not saying not to respond. I'm just saying to think no. about think about ways that you can respond that will not compromise what just you catch have. Yourself to real quick. That's all we have. Yep. And we're not I act did I ever tell did I tell y'all the story about the um the 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 white girl who called me a nigger in seventh grade? No. Okay. Maybe I said it on Jaden XD. Well, okay. So there was a white girl who called me a nigger and um yes, with the ER in school. And so I thought to myself, first of all, I've always gone to like predominantly um minority schools, so that's where she already had it fucked up. But um I I was like, okay, so I could beat your ass. Uh, right here and then you won't ever say anything to me again or I can handle this a different way so this girl happened to have one leg longer than the other yeah I did tell this one Jada next to me she had one leg longer than the other she, like she was known for like having this limp when she oh, walked in school sis. she called me a nigger fair game Bruh. so I called her I called her inch for the rest of the year. And when I tell you, I went in on this girl. I told her if she walked too fast, she was going to walk in circles. Like I just went in on her. So oh I was God. like, I could, I could beat your ass and like get suspended, which, you know, it happens. It's happened to me before. It could happen again. It's a couple days off. Or 
I could ruin your life forever. And that's what I did. And I hope people are still calling her inch to this day. <laughs> and then there was old, Na- old Navy where I was an adult. You remember old Navy with yes. a lady who said she was going to kick Noah in the head yes. when she was four months. Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, I did react there. I mm-hmm. tried to kill this lady, but I did have a moment where I stopped and said, me and my husband are both about to go to jail right now for fighting this couple. Um, and yeah, there was a lady who told me she was going to kick Noah in the head. It's a long story. I'm not even going to go into it right now, but just know that, um, I did react. Um, but I did have a moment where I stopped and said, okay, I don't want to go to jail and my child be uh, parentless. So there you go. I think things to lose, things to lose. (laughs) And to that number four is, is to that, uh, you know, I guess in the same vein of that, (laughs) Don't avoid conversations about race, but use the un- mm. uncom. This is not a word, but I made it a uncomfortability. Okay. Like use that discomfort. Mm-hmm. I should have just said discomfort. discomfort. What the discomfort. hell? <laughs> uh, use the discomfort that surrounds these conversations <laughs> to your advantage and find productive ways to educate and build awareness about race and privilege and what it feels like to be a person of color when you have to deal with these. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of times, I mean, ignorance, man. I think the basis of all of this behavior is ignorance. Like a, a lot of it is hatred. Oh, Most of it is hatred, I guess. But hatred and ignorance is a dangerous cocktail. Right. It, yes. And fear. Yes. A horrible cocktail, which results in people losing their lives senselessly, mm. like Heather Heyer did. You can carry much like much like Jay carried the little girl and called her inch. Like you can you could have. Are you using DC slang now? What? what yeah what is it? you just said carried no you didn't let me finish my sentence oh sorry i admit i didn't mean it in the way that carry means in oh. <laughs> oh girl you just got really out <laughs> sorry you're just irritating anyway as i was saying much like jade you took the opportunity to um terrorize this girl like she will never forget she will never forget this con she will never forget that and she probably will never call another person a nigga again and you can use those kind of like fine way we are smart we are a talented people like people of color we have the range to get these white folks together in in ways that they will never ever forget Mm. and take the opportunity to really educate them because they really don't know how dumb they are most of the time i remember when i was at uconn as a graduate student I had, I don't know if I told this story before, but if I had, just roll with it. I was in a uh, seminar class um, and we had to work in pairs. It was literally like the second week of class. I was already stressed out because strangers, y'all know. I was like, I don't know these people. Um, But we had to work in pairs and we had to do this project. I don't even remember what the project was, but I know that I had to, I work with this larger, I mean, I guess that's inconsequential. (laughs) Her size didn't really have anything to do with it, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. This big, this bigger white girl, she was in the doctoral program in marriage and family therapy. And I worked with her on this project. We were supposed to meet in the library to do, um, I guess, to kind of get, get, get together on our project and work on it, whatever. So as I'm arriving, we had like booked a little study room in the library for us to work. And as I'm arriving into the library, she's on the phone. Okay. And I come into the room and she's like, hey, come on in, have a seat. I'll be off the phone in a minute. I'm just talking to my friend. He's black. Right. That's what he That's what she said to me. And I was like, oh, hell. Like, like, I was just bracing myself for the stupid. For the rest of her. Right. For the stupid that was just getting ready to come into my life. 
So that was just the amu- amuse bouche. Yes, like she was literally just like, oh, okay, welcome to dumb. Here we, welcome to ignorant. So she's like, I can't wait to give you the whole meal. She's like, he's like, right, it was an appetizer. So I guess he says, oh, what does she look like? She starts describing me to this black person that she's speaking to on the phone. No, in front of you, in front of me, like I'm literally standing there. And I, and who was this nigga she's talking to? God only knows, right? So I wait. I later learned that you know, she's dated. She's dated black dudes. She's got. I date. I date black dudes. So I guess that felt like. Does she have an I, I date black dudes haircut? She did. She had that little asymmetrical <laughs> bob. You know, yes. that bob the long and the, the I front. complain. I complain to the manager haircut. <laughs> 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 Supercuts haircut. I didn't even think Hell about yeah. that until you said it. <laughs> yes, honey, with those terrible highlights with them dark roots. Yes, oh yeah. Anyway. So he, she starts to describe me to this young man, right? She's like, you know, Takia, she's from New York. She's tall and she's black, but she's not a black, black girl. She's a white, black girl. And then she just like, you know, you know, she just goes, you know, she's, you know, her hair, she's got, she's got long hair and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like she's, I don't know. I don't even, all the rest of the stuff I don't even remember because at that point I was like, seeing red right i was like i was ready to be like excuse me bitch like i was like what like all right so i was really like i let her get off the phone she was you know i I don't even she even told me what his name was he said hi and all this other stuff and i'm just looking at her like you need to hang up the phone because we have to have a conversation (laughs) right so (laughs) she's telling so she gets off the phone and she's just like I'm like, what exactly? What exactly makes me a white black girl? Like, is it because I'm in this? Is it because is it because I'm in this graduate program with you? Is it because I got on these jeans from the Gap? Is it because like, just help me to understand? Is it is it because I'm from White Plains? Like, just help me to understand why exactly? What about me makes me a white black girl and not a black black girl? To which she responds, right? Oh, no, no, no. You're taking this the wrong way. I meant it as a compliment. So I said... White superiority. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go right now. I need to... uh, I'm going to go right now. I I, I will see you tomorrow. Like I was like, I I cannot stay here because I needed to take... I needed to set a boundary. You were honest with yourself and your feelings. I needed to set a boundary (laughs) because I really saw myself molly whopping this girl in the periodical section (laughs) where we were sitting. (laughs) I I visualized myself, right? (coughs) So um, I went and I called my mama, which is usually my first course of action when I'm upset. And I told Mm -hmm. my mama what happened. And she was just like, oh, no, Takia. And I was like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. UConn is a terrible place. There's white people here. They say horrible things to you. It's rude, blah, blah, blah. And Rhonda was like, no, 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 girl. You're not leaving. Because what you're going to do is take this occasion to get this white girl together in a way that she will never, ever, ever forget. So, you know, she talked me through it. And I was able to the next day see the young lady and really give her a point by point analysis of how she was trash and she should never ever speak to people in such a manner. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know that, you know, by the end of the year, she was, uh, 
you know, by the dating white dudes. No, by <laughs> by the end of the year, she was writing me emails telling me how much I changed her life, and she thanked me so much because I changed her practice, and she couldn't believe that she was going to go into marriage and family therapy with those kinds of biases, and how she shuddered at the thought that you know she could be out there you know uh, projecting her own insecurities on her potential clients and she thanked me for for getting her together and I had to thank my mother because I mean I was ready to go upside her head but (laughs) my mother was the one who helped me to see that it was it was my responsibility in that moment to help her to see the light. Now I'm cautious here because I I don't feel like it's a it's a black person's responsibility to teach white people anything. But at the same time, I feel like when opportunities when when these kinds of things um happen, we do have a unique we are we are put in a unique position to build awareness in a way that reading a book yep. can't. Um yep. so from personal experience and the thing too is is that like you said it's this is an educational experience for them and it's not our responsibility to educate them but it's also our duty as black people or people of color in general to not perpetuate any stereotypes right that they may have they expect us to to react in aggression and sometimes aggression is the necessary reaction however there are times such as what happened with you sis where you have to you have to take that opportunity to let somebody you know to tell somebody about themselves in a way that's not using your hands right and i think her reaction to you was actually very positive it was a super positive outcome right um because if she is going into family therapy she needs a very wide she needed that reality check that was oh, real. Absolutely. And in hindsight, I can say that, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I was able to be used in that, in that moment to give her the reality check that she needed. And I, I like to think that me cursing her out, because, you know, I had to slip a few in there. <laughs> mm. You know, just, of just being myself. I had me hey, getting her... You big ass <laughs> <person>. <laughs> I said, that's exactly... <laughs> that's exactly... <laughs> I was like, so how would you feel if I judged you for your big ass back? I didn't judge you for your big ass back. No, did I? Did I shame you for being as large as you are? Like, no, like, no. You know, I had to did get I it. say because she has this large back and this haircut that I exactly. know she buys her exactly. dollars? I did not. I did not. You know, I had to. Get, and that's what I'm saying. I took because that's, you know, we as people of color, we have, we have creative license. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We can do it in such a way. We can always finesse it. Real shade throws itself. You can absolutely Ooh. take these occasions to get people together in a way where they will be on their way home. Like, did she just come for me? <laughs> yes, I did. Right. Like, you know what yes. I'm saying? But, you know. In a way where you have to question it later. Exactly. You got to think about it. Like I want, Game of Thrones episode. And she probably tells that story now and it you know child, that does. was 10 years ago but you i needed her does. to know that because she had gotten her back blown out by a few niggas named lamarcus she was not <laughs> in any way able she was, she was not in any she was not in any way able to come for me you know what i'm saying or question or say anything about what kind of black girl she thought i was because she had been to right. a couple of barbecues and fixed a few plates i don't have time no. for that you know what i'm saying so that's the whole point of number four don't avoid awkward conversations and and run the awkward right put turn the awkward right back to them and and give it right. to them the only way that we know how if that if that makes Make, sense yep we can always do it we're so eloquent when we cuss people out the thing about it's black people art. is we're so creative it's the art we're funny 
we're funny and we know how to smoothly cut somebody out like butter effortlessly like, like like Hennessy XO <laughs> we know how to it's smooth the way that we cuss you out to the point where you have to like reflect on it and think about it later and question whether or not you just got cussed out indeed like that is a true true test to if you know how to cuss somebody out I think too another thing too sis is that you know I want to make sure um that we acknowledge the fact <laughs> me um I want to acknowledge the fact that we that we need to acknowledge the allies because oh indeed i don't i'm not i don't want to all white people because i i don't i I hate that like don't don't be a white person coming to me talking about not all white people no i don't want to hear that Mm -hmm. just you prove yourself as an ally through your actions you prove yourself as an ally through your words through how you react to the things that are happening to people of color by your acknowledging the fact of what's happening to people of color without putting yourself in the mix. And that's when you're a true ally. And so I think that in you responding to this lady in a proper way, you were able to um, make her more of an ally because the thing about it is, let's say she has a black family. She would have been giving them all kinds of wrong advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She would have given them all kinds of wrong counseling because she's not aware. Cause she's never going to have to experience it. And that's, that's a test to a true ally. They know that they don't have to experience it, but they use that privilege, um, for, for the better men, for the help, you know, for helping black people. And no, they are not, I'm not calling them saviors either. Cause I don't believe in that either, but allies are important and we have to acknowledge that they do exist. Totally. And so, and you, and you responding like that, you were able to, to properly educate this woman and change her viewpoint so that she's not a danger to our society because there's so many. Well said. Um, the last one, <clears throat> number five, it starts small. All of this hatred is daunting and overwhelming and it often feels like there is nothing that we can do to stop it. Don't accept powerlessness and figure out ways that you can affect change within your own sphere of influence. I don't believe uh, I was like, we have to remember. Sorry. We have to remember that no contribution is, is, is really a small contribution and every little bit helps. So I'm thinking, think, think of ways um, that you can make a difference. Get a group of friends together over brunch or, um, you know, have a dinner party, uh, invite the girls over for wine. And while y'all unpack the happenings with Lawrence and Issa and Molly and them to also talk about ways that you can, can you know make make a change you know what i'm saying like keisha's having a birthday party this coming sunday and instead of us just sitting around and cackling and talking about niggas and flies uh she's going to <laughs> she's going to exactly she's going to uh you know utilize the expertise in the room you know what i'm saying that she 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 said that she has a group of friends that all are you know professional women with all kinds of um expertise and subject matter knowledge why not bring all of that to the table and get something off the ground whether it be community service project or a business idea or even something Mm -hmm. an event or something there's things that we can do um within our own little spheres of influences like like uh naya in the shout out to um to my sis segment you know you know starting an amazon wish list like going doing doing those kinds of projects are ways that we can you know heal ourselves and figure out um, you know, while we're working on ways that we can affect larger change, there are ways that we can chip away at um, what some of these other issues are and support one another as we deal with all of this nonsense that is the world right now. Ooh. Supporting our community is so key. 
in, in business and supporting doesn't mean necessarily always just buying from or, or, or shouting out Instagram or whatever. But sometimes those collaborations are amazing. So I think what Keisha's doing is great because you never know what each other's expertise is going to bring together to create something bigger. So it's so it's so key that while we're investing in our own um, our own brands and our own businesses and our own education and our own whatever we're focusing on, that we branch that out and talk to other people within our community so we can continue to grow. Right. And, it, and you know, ideas and, and events and projects are one thing. But um, in addition to that, we should also be lifting each other up, whether it just be like a compliment, like a genuine yeah. heartfelt like sis you are wearing those braids. Like, you know, like, just like... You never know what that can do for You never know, you know what I'm saying? You know, helping out a little... You know, y'all know I'm always... Um always speaking to little I don't speak to strangers but I will (laughs) I will speak to somebody's child all the time (laughs) and I will you know just strike up a conversation and tell a little girl that she's brilliant and you know those kinds of things like you are smart did anybody tell you that you are smart as heck look at you like little things like like you see a little I see little girls or on the train or whatever and They'll be on the phone or on the iPad. I'm like, you're just figuring that all by yourself. Look at you. You are brilliant. Like, I was just like little things, yes. little things like that. Um, you know, because we don't, you, we need to hear those kinds of affirmations and messages because without them, all we have left is what they say about us on the news and everywhere else. So, yeah, look at that little white girl from that White Savior movie. Talking about you was kind, you was smart, you was important. Look what that did for her. <laughs> you know, when she came from an ignorant ass family. Sure so, <laughs> you know, like, and that is a White Savior movie. Let's just call it what it is. Oh. But, um, well, we know what the original, so we know who the true heroes are in that story. But uh, Celebrate yourself. <laughs> celebrate yourselves and celebrate each other and celebrate our children and just celebrate our communities by um, investing and encouraging and acknowledging and all and everything, everything that's going to continue to build us as build us as a people. And that's it for the kitchen table. We didn't even talk about snacks. We were so depressed about the state of the world. We didn't even talk about snacks. Uh, with me being sick, I don't even really have an appetite. Um, but I had a delicious breakfast of home fries. I didn't eat a lot of it, but it was like home fries with bell pepper and onion. And then it had like some chopped beets in it and some kale and it was seasoned well with some hot sauce. Uh, and, uh, and obviously that's not the seasoning, but I topped it with some hot sauce <laughs> and an egg and, and a couple pieces of steak. Delicious. Well, that's classy. What'd you eat? Because you working from home. I am working from home. I'm, I haven't eaten yet, though, but I do have some chicken marinating in the uh, refrigerator. I'm going to bake it. Ooh. I'm mm. going to have some cauliflower rice Ooh. with it. And I probably will just saute some spinach or something quick, fast. Um, but yes, I'm excited about my little din din. Yes, I'm excited for you. My cousin told me about this recipe, a loaded cauliflower. Ooh. She did like the cauliflower rice, but she did it like a loaded potato. Oh my. Delicious. Well, you have to tell mm-hmm. me about that because I cauliflower the rice, honey. That is my joint right there. Oh, it's just like a loaded potato. It's got and then like sour you know, cream and cheese of, and bacon like, and stuff. Well, do Greek yogurt instead of sour cream because you're focusing on the hips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you can put a, you can put a, like a low fat cheese, maybe like a mozzarella or something, and then um, some bacon because who cares? And um, and you need it. Bacon is for uh, us. Bacon is for us. And a little mm-hmm. Greek yogurt. A little Greek yogurt instead of sour cream and it some salt pepper. Nigga, it's lit. Tis lit. I'm doing it. Remember, y'all, this week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Form Beauty. 
We are all too familiar with the struggle of finding the perfect hair care lituation situation for our curls, coils, and twists and things. That's why we F with Form Heavy Heavy, like Effie White. Just like their big brother brand Bevel, the folks at Form were tired of seeing the women that they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. Form is the premium hair care collection completely committed to making every girl's hair journey easy like Sunday morning. Form affords your hair a safe space that's totally free of suspect chemicals. Every ingredient in the entire Form collection is thoroughly vetted to provide top performance without ever compromising the health and vitality of your strands. Form's Protect Heat Serum certainly cut my blowout time substantially and left my hair feeling moisturized but not weighed down. Additionally, my twist out is currently flourishing thanks to Form's Twist and Define Styling Creams. Go ahead and get you some. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. The discount will be applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com forward slash grown. Get personal and fortify your edges with Form. Honestly? Truly. It's time for the Honesty Box. So, our Honesty Box this week comes from uh, a lady by the name of Dilemma. Oh. Yeah. She says... Hey, Jade and Kia, I love your podcast. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, Jade and Kia. Sorry, I had a face. <laughs> I love your podcast. You ladies are inspirational and my live, love, laugh for the day. Aww, yeah. I have a dilemma. I know. Come on now. Uh, I have a dilemma. My husband, me, and my three boys will soon be moving from the Midwest um, to the Southwest. Okay. However, my husband's brother... And girlfriend and son, who's three years old, will also be moving with us. Mm. We recently found out that he's been hitting his girlfriend, oh. basically domestic violence. Oh, Lord. He has uh, put two knots on her head, hitting her and closing the trunk on her head are just <gasps> two instances. Wow, shit. Uh, we also found out he had a warrant and an arrest from an incident between them two that he lied to us about. He texted me last week to let me know he punched her in the face and that oh she texted me last oh, week I was about to let to me say, know that what? he punched her. I know. That's I was like, oh wait. <laughs> that he punched her in the face and that he will not be moving with us if we go. We have already gotten approved for a house there and have put our fees down to hold the house. My husband, me, and the girlfriend uh will be on the one year lease. My husband stepped in and confronted his brother on the issue. However, the brother got defensive and angry and basically changed the story and then had the nerve to say to my husband, did you witness it? My husband told his brother to leave our house and they have not spoken on the issue since because the brother is not getting it and keeps reverting the conversation to something else. Most of the family knows he does this and has also brought this to our attention. I've even tried to talk to her, um, but she continues to make excuses for him and says she will leave him. I asked was she scared and she said not anymore. She told him to get help in counseling and he makes it like she's the one with the issue. Mm, that's what niggas do. Fast forward to today and she's talking about buying his plane ticket and him still going. My husband already was skeptical because he knows how his brother is a liar, very secretive and has hit every woman he's been with in the past. My husband also said if he cannot get through to his brother and he will not admit or try to get help, he will have no other choice but to get the law involved because that's the only option for his brother to wake up and get help. Not only that, we have kids and do not want the kids to see this in our household. Their son has already been exposed to it um, and we can see that it's also and he's also picking up some of his daddy's habits. We know there has to be some mental issues within and know he may need to seek a counselor or other mental health person. But until he admits and seeks help, what would you ladies do? Signed, Dilemma. Jesus. That is a lot. 
That's a lot. Um, let the words of my mouth. <laughs> meditation of my heart oh i don't even know what to do i feel like i should pray before i respond to this question but um (laughs) jesus okay uh i i i feel like your husband is talking sense i mean if it were me absolutely i don't know i feel like your husband is handling the situation much like i would um and i would be um i think i would defer to, to him um and as far as your relationship with the girlfriend, I would say that you would continue to be a support to her, but um, you have a responsibility to your sons, your children. So yep. if you need to enforce a boundary there and, and let her know that I'm here for you and for your child, but I will not allow your brother-in-law in my house. In my house with his carrying no. on. That's just the bottom line. No. That's just the bottom you line. You are not, no, you're, especially if you're not, A, if you're not admitting fault, B, if you're not planning to get any help, but you're not going to get any help because you're not admitting any fault. And this is serious. Like, this is really serious. This is not something Very. small. Like, this nigga won't stop leaving the toilet seat up. Like, it's not anything like that. Like, he's putting his hands on her. He slammed her head in a trunk. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Why was um, she in the trunk. You, Jesus, Lord. I just I don't even I don't even so listen, this whole thing is nuts. You gotta get first of all, I should have prefaced this by saying, uh, I would strongly encourage you to seek prof- I mean professional help. Um yeah. maybe maybe if you were to get you know, there are I'm sure there are shelters and, and other organizations that have resources for battered women. And perhaps if you were to take the initiative in getting the girlfriend the help that she needs. Um, you know, maybe she knows that she needs help and what is she's, you know, will, would appreciate you supporting her and taking those steps toward, toward that. Um, as far yeah. as, you know, getting her the help that she needs and helping her to see that, that her first obligation is to protecting her son and herself. Um, mm-hmm. and helping her to kind of see, I guess, I guess identify what her what her priorities are and acting on those um, yep. first. But yeah, I still feel like you have every right to drop the hammer and say, "Not on my watch." That nigga is not coming nope. in here. Like that's it. He's not coming. And if she can't respect the fact that he cannot come and she's not willing to go without him, then you have to let her know. Listen, I'm willing to help you get some help, but. I can't have that in my house because your first priority and is don't your sign no lease. Nah, That's no, worst no, no, no. Like, like you want to get this because all squared away before y'all, y'all sign yeah, these papers. She might hit you with the okie doke, yeah, and then that nigga shows up, mm-hmm. and that would be a really bad situation. Another thing too is okay. Let's let's say in another scenario that the girlfriend is willing to leave without him, and she does not invite him to come, um, and she tells him that he can't come until he gets help. If you all do proceed and she does go with you guys, you mentioned her, her uh, their son, your nephew, having um, a couple of similar uh, signs to his dad's behavior. And you have children. So you want to also encourage her. As Kia said, her child is her first priority and getting him out of that out of that environment is number one because it's things he's witnessing, which is probably why he's acting out. But also a lot of these, they're learned behaviors, but they're also uh, ingrained behaviors. 
There are also behaviors that are inherited. And there are children counselors out there as well. And she might want to look into getting some counseling for her child so that he can, she can nip this in the bud early. Real talk. I hope that I'll be praying like legit um, for all parties involved. Um, I mean, we are not professionals, but we, we appreciate that you value our opinion. And um, I hope that, you know, you would seek some professional counsel and advice um, before you make decisions as far as the welfare of yourself and your family and keep Mm -hmm. us posted. I mean, if you want to give us an update, we'd be happy to, um, you know, read it and share it if you would like us to do that as well. But either way, no matter what, we'll be praying and hoping that, you know, this matter can be resolved in a, in a, a peace, a peaceful way. And most of all, that this young lady can get the help that she needs for her and her son. I deserve, oh, oh, I deserve, <laughs> I deserve to be loved. Shout out to Mama D. Big Deborah. we miss you, sis. All the time. We do. Yeah, man. You were a fun time. You were a good time. Um, I'm not really loving this love and hip hop Hollywood. I'm lost. I feel like I saw like the first episode and I haven't seen an episode yeah. since. I, I might. I, think I probably would try to watch tonight's episode, but um, I can't make no promises. But yeah, I might give it one more go. But if I, if it doesn't if it doesn't do anything for me, then I'm done with it. I don't know if I, I don't like you say. Yeah, I don't know that I really care about these people. Like, no, I don't mm-hmm. know. As as no, much as this all, Atlanta actually. cast gets on my nerves, I can honestly say that you know. I'm I'm interested in what's going on in Rashida's life. Like I care about her. I want her to do well. I so well. I can't. Beautiful. But I think like Monice <laughs> is crazy and um as cat shit. And I and I you what? know her baby daddy is 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 irritating. His voice gets on my nerves. I I can't oh. think of one character on the love on the Hollywood cast that I really can say I give a crap about. No, you know well you know fuck nigga haircuts stress me out. <laughs> Lil Fizz has one. But Monice is literally crazy as cat shit. Like she's out of her mind. And I feel like, uh, uh, what's that? What's the what's the, Mona? Mona is exploiting. <laughs> there are some clear. Oh, Jocelyn was right. <laughs> yes, there are some clear mental health issues on yeah. the table when it comes to Monice. She makes for yeah. good TV, but I mean, sometimes like my conscience won't allow me to enjoy some of the crazy because I'm like, uh, this is a problem. This this young lady is yeah. dealing with some things. Oh, oh, and has no. She's she's dealing with some things and has not addressed them. Yo, hey, Mister like, Softy, you know, shout out to New York. I know, <laughs> I know. You know, hey, Brooklyn. <laughs> you, you know, um, oh, we are recording at a decent hour this hey, today. By the way, Thank you, Lord. the ice cream truck is not out at midnight. <laughs> um, it is not the trap truck. Stranger things, um, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Listen, you already know about bootleg liquor. You know who's crazy? I can be invested in. Tommy's Tommy's from love like from from Atlanta true and true and true and true I have a soft spot in my heart for Tommy I really do I really somebody's getting a strawberry shortcake all right right so black woman self-care let's do it black woman self-care so um it's it's pretty simple this week but I actually do have one so I told you about all the events so on Sunday you know it was my only free day and it was beautiful it was gorgeous outside and I was sick. But aside from that, I was like, I'm going to enjoy the day. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some sun and be happy that I don't have to work for one day this week. And I decided to lay in the bed all day instead. 
And it was necessary. Like, I needed to do that. My body was like, girl, because every time I tried to get up, it just wasn't happening for me. And so I listened to my body and I laid in the bed and I watched the entire first season of Underground. Nice. Which I'm very, I'm so disappointed that it was canceled and I really hope that it gets back picked back up. I was live tweeting it by myself. It was fine. <laughs> um <laughs> I had a, some people chime in. I didn't care because everybody's probably like, girl, we watched this two years ago. Such a good show. Such a good show. But it, it was everything that I needed. Laying in the bed all day and not obligating myself to one single thing. Not washing a dish. Not cooking a meal. I did. Exa- I listened to my body and I did exactly what it needed. That's awesome sauce, man. Fantastic. What about you? I have been being more intentional about getting myself, I mean, like yours. I've been trying to get more rest and be more intentional about um, getting to bed at a decent hour um, and having being being more uh, tuned into a schedule. So I've really been doing well in terms of trying to keep up with my little workouts and trying to you have. Make it, trying to make it like a part of my day. So I think that's my black woman self care. I've just been being really just as serious as I am about getting to work and getting behind my desk and on time and doing what I got to do. I'm trying to be as bring that same level of serious to getting into bed at a decent hour. Um, That's it. Because it's absolutely necessary. So get your rest. Black women self care. Get your rest. That's, that's the theme this week. Get your rest. Rest yourself. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Cause everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y. honey. <laughs> it's time for the petty peeves. Hey. Let us celebrate the petty of our hearts and minds. Um, put your petty on, put your petty on parade. So, my petty peep is uh, kind of brief. I don't really have. It's not a huge one. It is kind of petty, but it's not like break your neck petty. And it's it, listen again. We're still not telling my mom about the show, especially now because this petty peep is kind of about her. So. Um, <laughs> my petty peep is that I don't like. I don't like what people read to me. <laughs> oh, I've been guilty of that. But I mean, okay, y- yes, but it's a little different because I'm, I don't know. Because oh. we're reviewing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I don't like what people read to me. I used to, I also had um, a boss. Oh my gosh. Like my first boss ever. I loved her, but she was irritating and she did things to uh, get on my nerves one of those things being she would stand over my desk like I would be looking at the screen she would come behind me look at the screen and then read over my shoulder as if I'm not looking at the screen myself I don't like to be read to because I can read for myself yes my mom has this habit god bless her heart I love her this is not in any way saying that I do not love my mother and she doesn't even know this, so that's why y'all can't tell her. She has a habit of reading out loud, specifically, like, <laughs> if there's, like, a weather advisory on the, on the television screen or, you know, um, you know, a traffic sign or something. She will read it aloud. When we went to the uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture, she was reading She did not exhibits. read all the... No. It's just like, girl, I mean... I, That's like four hours of reading. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not something... I don't even think it's, she realizes it. I think just subconsciously she just starts reading it. Because she's not... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's the teacher in her, but sometimes she reads... Not the whole time, but there were certain things that she just reads a lot, but in like 
when the when the weather thing comes across the TV, she will. This is a flood. A flash flood warning is in effect. If I'm until 10 p.m. <laughs> for Prince George's County, Montgomery County, I'm just like sis, sis. We got it. We can see. We can all. Well, everybody got. The, everybody got the alert. Everyone is in the room looking at the same screen, girl. We don't need you to read it. God bless your heart. Burr, burr. There's an Amber alert. Girl, There's a white Bronco. Girl, girl. she reads. Um, she reads. License she plate. Reads. <laughs> and I feel like you know, I don't know. I don't know. I can. I'm afraid because you know I, I am turning into her. That's one thing that I don't want to pick up. God knows, but yes. <laughs> I don't like it when you read to me. Pray about it. I can read for myself. That's that's my petty peeve. What's yours, sis? <laughs> I'm like, I do hate when you're in a in a meeting and then there's a PowerPoint Woo! up and then Jesus. somebody has somebody read what everybody's reading on the screen. Help me. I cannot stand it. It's Help very irritating. That is very irritating. Um, my petty peeve this week actually comes from a listener, Kiana, who says, I have a petty peeve. It may just be me. It's not, which is why this is being read. But I hate, all caps, mm-hmm. when I pull up at the gas station to get gas, the main purpose of a gas stations, and it's always a nigger who do not pull up to the pump ahead when they know you behind them possibly getting gas. Nigger, have consideration and move your car up to the first pump, not the middle or the last. Where is the consideration? There is none. They only think about themselves. I share your petty. I really, truly wish that niggas would move their cars up and think about the line of cars they're going to create or how you have to do all of these uh, reverse, you know, cha-cha slide Antics, moves. right. You got to kick ball change. Right. You got to right. hit a quick so 16 count gas. so I can get to yeah. the pump because you can't move up. You be mad diagonal because you got to reach the pump because some nigga decided he wanted to park in the middle. Unacceptable. So... Or the ones who just don't pull all the way up when there's only two pumps and they don't pull all the way up. So the other person got to do all kinds of tricks um, and something strange for a piece of change so that they can get there, get some gas in their car. So I share your petty. I agree with you. Pull up. Anyway. Pull up. Um, put, what should I say? Pull up. <laughs> um, that is it. That's all. For getting grown with Jade and Kia. Yeah, man. Be sure. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the continued yes. support. Thank you guys for hitting us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We see each and every one of your comments and we appreciate the love. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to all of all, We get so many, so much love. People are like, you know, they're get, just getting caught up. I'm only on episode five, but I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, whenever you. you hear this, know that we really appreciate all of the support. Um, again, don't forget to support the Friend Zone Live this weekend, August 19th at the Tisch Auditorium in New York City. Uh, we'll be there, so come up and say hi. Um, and yeah, I, that's all I got, sis. You got something else? Nope. Make sure you check out all the links in the description box. Everybody buy a book. Everybody okay, buy let's a book. Her, let's, let's help her get over a thousand books. Indeed, like, indeed, she doesn't indeed. have to just get a thousand. So everybody buy a book. Um, make sure you check out the link to Santana's pop-up and attend if you can. Try to snag a ticket before they're sold out. And again, support our brothers and sisters at the Friend Zone um, by checking out the link in the description box and purchasing a ticket for that if you're in the New York City area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Outside mm-hmm. of that, um, make sure that you're moisturizing. And drinking your, and water, drinking your water, minding your business, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Peace.